What's going on, everybody? Episode 7 of The Sportsmith. Here, of course, with Colin Cunningham. Colin, what's going on? What's up, man? Got some uh, NBA bubble talk. Yeah, and exactly. Then, uh, we'll play off. Obviously, UFC. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited. Let's yeah. get into it. Um, so here, we'll start with um, the series. 3-0, Celtics lead the Sixers. I think it's going to be a 4-0 sweep. I think you're in the same boat. Wait, I mean, you think mm. 4-0? You think the Celtics finish them off? Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, obviously, I'm a huge Celtics fan, huge all-Boston sports yeah. uh, team fan. But, yeah, Celtics, I think we're dangerous this year, man. I like us on the wing, really versatile. We got long guys on the wing who can defend the perimeter. What's the, what's the really deal important. with um, Hayward, though? He didn't play yesterday. Is he going to be when, – when do we see him coming back? Uh, they said it was a three-week injury, but Grant Williams played great. Yeah, the guy, um, rookie out of Tennessee. stepped up. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I yeah. like him a lot. Good he, value in that pick. Yeah, um, 100%. So he, he played well. I don't know. People in Boston are like already praising the guy like he's the next max guy. Dude, well, dude, so you I guys do this. Just you, slow down they, and yeah, you heard the same stuff with Ojale when he had one good game against Giannis. Everybody thought that Ojale was the next best perimeter defender we're going to have in the league. When in reality... Yeah. He will probably just bounce around the league or be a role player in Boston forever. Um, no, yeah, we uh, do have though. We do have big, long, athletic wings. You that do can guard the perimeter, you, which is important. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Especially with like the wings. Like, like what makes the Clippers so deadly is their their two wings with Kawhi and 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 PG and like Giannis in in Milwaukee. You know, the wing is probably the most important position right now. If you look at where all the superstars in the league are, primarily wing. And where's your superstar, Jason Tatum? He's on the wing. Right. That's why I think I, I really didn't like giving that max. Even though you need a great wing player like Tobias Harris in Philly. I'm a Philly fan. Um, I didn't like the max contract to that wing player. He's not that athletic. Didn't like that. Mm. But I will say, yeah. if the Sixers get swept, Brett Brown needs to be fired. He needs to be fired. P- people have been calling for this guy's job. And I, and. Th- Losing Simmons was such a scapegoat for people to be like, well, if we had Simmons, we'd beat Boston. I don't think that's the case at all. I think Boston um, is is head and shoulders better than us and – or than the Sixers. And the Sixers were one of the most talented rosters in the East. Easily t- – t- they have more talent than than um, than Toronto. They have more talent. We have talent ev- – Toronto does not have the talent we have, and Toronto is a far better record, and Nick Nurse – has is coach? He just won coach of the outstanding. year. Outstanding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think that he needs to be gone. The Sixers should not have been six in the East. Uh, I I think that this that um, tomorrow's game against the Celtics should be the Brett Brown's last game as the Sixers head coach. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I agree. I hope so. Now we'll look at the Clippers against the Mavericks. Obviously, there's a crazy cool series. The Clippers. Probably the favorites, in my opinion, to win the um, the NBA championships, but get a ring. But the Mavs are a great young team, and they put up crazy points. I think they were just put down as the most efficient offense in NBA history. I just looked at this. It's ridiculous. They put up crazy points, but Doncic did have an ankle injury. Where do you see this, this series going? I like Dallas. They're playing the Clippers tough. They're young, though, man. I they're mean, when you look at their young. team, they're pretty young. They're Especially also the stars, international obviously. hub. They're like, where anybody international oh, seems to go to um, Dallas. They have um, Kleber. They have Doncic, of course, and Porzingis. And also they have the big guy, Boban, one of the most efficient players in yeah. NBA history. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cuban so, loves his Euro, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it's worked pretty well. I mean, those guys are doing great in Dallas. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, you know, Dallas is young. They're playing in LA tough, but I think the Clips move on. They're up two one. Yeah. They won, uh, last night they played. They won. Yeah, they won by eight. And I, th- and I think. Yeah, I see them winning in five or six. Yeah. So I, I think especially with Doncic and the ankle, depending on if he's not one hundred percent, I think it's Clippers win the next two games pretty handily. Maybe mm-hmm. if if Doncic is is feeling good and ready, maybe the Mavs take another game. But I do think in two years the Mavericks are going to be a dangerous team. They're they're super young. Um, Porzingis and Doncic seem to be clicking now. They didn't really look. I mean, they were they were good in the regular season, but they seem to be even clicking better right now. And they love playing together. You, um, and if if you remember, game one was super close, and there was that. I don't think Porzingis should have been ejected. I think you feel the same way in that game oh, that one. Was brutal. That was ridiculous. Yeah. That was absolutely that ridiculous. Was so ridiculous. Um, and even Doc Rivers came out and was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, absolute joke. No, it was obscene. I mean, it was absolutely obscene. And I think that's why you're starting to see some of these numbers dip, too, in the NBA. It's because it's just the game isn't as physical as what it used to be. Right. And I don't know, like, for me, it's not – it hasn't been as fun to watch even in the past, like, three to five years because the three balls just become such an important factor. I don't find the three balls fun to watch as a lot of people do. Yeah. I prefer to watch pick and roll, passing, guys driving into the rim, physical play. Like that's so you like, like you like the vintage San Antonio Spurs under Pop with with Tim Duncan, Manu, yeah, um, exactly, Tony Parker dude. running the point. Yeah, you like that type of basketball. No, oh, I, I used agree. to eat those series up. But I'll still say I still think that that type of basketball can win games. I don't think that that type of basketball um, – I, yeah, I still think that type of basketball can win games. Pop, I think – um, if you can get a little bit more talent in Popovich's system, I think you could be in the same situation again with um, San Antonio. I still think his system can work. I still think a passing system can work. It's just that these guys are getting so good at shooting. They, they, I mean, especially in the bubble, the percentages, three-point percentage and free-throw percentages have skyrocketed in the bubble, partially probably because of no fans. Um, and maybe it's from playing in the same stadium, so your depth perception's a little bit better or they get used to right. it. But yeah. the the percentages have skyrocketed from the free throw line and three point percentage. Yeah, which I yeah they're getting comfortable in there. Yeah. All right. So what about Miami against Indiana? It seems like Miami was was able to. They're up two zero, and they seem like they're able to slow down the bubble superstar TJ Warren. Um, yeah, I, I think. I, yeah, I think TJ Warren was kind of their ticket, maybe, and Jimmy Butler is going to shut him down all day. Jimmy Butler's a legit another wing guy who I think is an elite wing defender is Jimmy Butler, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is a four zero or a four one. I think, um, yeah, yeah. What do you think? No, I I agree hundred percent. I Miami's the better team here. They're young, but I I still don't see either of these teams as legit Neither contenders. Do I. Neither do I. Yeah. I think I think the Bucks will kill both of them. The only thing mm-hmm. I'll say is I think maybe Miami could take. I think Miami can push Milwaukee a little bit, um, especially when you saw that Vucevic was able to do some really good things against the Bucs in game one because, uh, of course, the Magic took a game off the Bucs. We'll talk about that series next, but I don't think there's really much to talk about. Um, yeah. The, the, the um, Bam Adebayo is, is one of the most improved players, uh, award finalists. Um, so I think potentially with that and Jimmy Butler's great – um, Duncan Robinson has been killing it. He's a great Decent shooter. Playing unreal. Yeah. So I actually I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Miami could take a game or two off Milwaukee, but I just don't see Milwaukee losing. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't see Milwaukee having much trouble with either of these teams. Um, yeah. Especially, I don't feel like Oladipo is the same guy since coming back from um, from that injury he had. I mean, he was legit mm-hmm. last year. Last year, he was absolutely legit. Um, and I think if Oladipo was playing like an, like an all-star again, they'd be in a different situation. But he's just really not the same guy right now. Yeah, dude, it's tough with these NBA playoffs. It's just, I mean, early, early on, like these first and second rounds, like it's hard to get up for it, you know, because yeah. it's just such a star-driven league, dude. Yeah. And you know who's going to be there when it comes to time for the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals. Like, it's just such a star-driven league that, right. That's what happens I don't know, it's hard to get up for it. That's yeah. why I love March Madness so much. Though. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah, these player, it's Whereas such a player-run like organization, that. yeah. But yeah, I will say, here's a series that I am excited about, and I don't know what's going to happen. L.A. against Portland. They play game three. Yeah. Dude, you know, I think a lot of people have L.A. in the Western Conference Finals. Um, I think Portland can beat them. I do. I think I definitely think Portland can beat them. I think Damian Lillard is the best point guard in the league right now. I think arguably he's the best player in the bubble. I know he won bubble MVP. But I do, I do, I, I mean, the guy's, the guy is the biggest chip you've ever seen on somebody's shoulder. CJ McCollum is a great um, partner for him. CJ, I feel like, has dipped a little bit. He's had a couple of really rough games in the, in the, um, the bubble, but I think they're legit. Gary Trent has come out of nowhere, second round pick out of Duke. He's super legit. Nurkic and Whiteside are the two best, like, they're one, they're two, they're some of the two best rim protectors in the league. And we know that LeBron struggles against rim protectors because when he needs an easy bucket, he goes to the paint. And, yeah, the only thing is I don't think there's anybody who can guard LeBron. I don't think Melo can guard LeBron. I don't think CJ's physical enough to guard him. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking Portland. Yeah. Damn. I'm taking Portland. You have L.A.? Uh, yeah, I mean, I still I have LA. I think they're the better overall team. And when you look at the stars, the top three to five guys, which is usually what I look at yeah. in the NBA, like I look at the true caliber. Your top, honestly, honestly, your your top two to three guys. Honestly, you can just look at that. Yeah, those top two to three guys. Look at the caliber of those players. Who's been there before? Who's won the big games? You can't bet against LeBron James against a team like this. I I don't care that Bron's never Lord's lost a first ass, round but, series. Um, yeah, which is which is scary. But what I will say is. It's I I mean, AD has done nothing in his. He's won one playoff series in his whole career. People are always saying AD's the future of the NBA. Giannis is the future of the NBA. I like winners. These guys combined have won two playoff series. Okay, I, they're already like twenty. They're over twenty. I think Giannis is twenty five, maybe, and and AD's even older. I don't think either of these guys are the future of the NBA. If you can't win playoff series early, or at least perform at a crazy high level. I don't think you can. And Lillard has performed at a high level. With I think this is the most talent we've seen around Lillard um, in his career. Maybe when he had LaMarcus Aldridge early, but he wasn't playing at the caliber that he's playing at now. That's why I like somebody as Doncic even over um, like somebody like AD. Because look at the way Doncic performs in the playoffs. You know that his I think he, he set a record for most points in in the first, in somebody's first two playoff games. I, I don't love AD in the playoffs. I love Lillard in the playoffs. He's hit two of the clutchest shots you've ever seen. One over PG, yeah. one over Westbrook. Um, yeah, I think this, you know, I think this goes seven. Um, and I think the Lakers are sent home. Yeah, I do. And I I, yeah. I really want to see it. I think Portland has the ability to get to the, to the, I think they can make it to the Western Conference Final. I really do. 
Um, Interesting. Yeah, obviously I think they would see the Clippers there. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I think we can skim over these quickly. Bucks magic. You have the Bucks winning. They lost the first one. You have them winning 4-1. Yep, at Bucks yep. winning 5-4. Yep. Um, Rockets thunder. I see that being 4-5 for the Rockets. They're playing this well without Russell Westbrook. I think yeah. the Thunder have done an amazing job with the talent they have around them. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't really see much from that. I assume you're in the same boat. Yeah, credit to OKC, but, yeah. again, look at the top two, three guys. Look yeah. at who Houston has. Well, yeah, I mean, but Houston, I mean, they're just doing match. it with Harden right now, but I, I still, Grunt. yeah, I completely agree. Raptors, I think we both agree, finish off the Nets pretty easily. Um, I think yep. that the last interesting series that I want to talk about would be Nuggets against the Jazz. It's 2-1 Jazz, even though the Nuggets dominated this. Well, not dominated because they were close games, but I'm pretty sure they were 4-0 against the Jazz in the regular season, maybe 3-0. Um, who do you have winning this series? It's right now 2-1 Utah. Yeah, I mean, this series definitely has the most parity out of all of them when you mm-hmm. look at teams that are just closely matched up. Yeah. When you look at Utah and when you look at Denver, they Especially both with have where their stars. stars are. Yeah, like... Exactly, that's what I was going to say. Mitchell, in their own way. Yeah, exactly. Like, Mitchell and Jamal Murray are actually very similar players. Um, right. And Gobert and Jokic aren't that similar, but they play the same position. Um, one, obviously, is far more defensively minded than the other, and one is a better distributor. Um, in my opinion, I think the guy that everybody's hopped on the hype train, and I think it's warranted, I think Michael Porter Jr. is the, the, the decider in this for, for the Nuggets. I think they need a, a wing scorer, especially with Gary Harris, who's been injured a lot. Um, yeah. I actually think the Nuggets win this in seven. I think this is very similar to their playoff series last year against San Antonio, where San Antonio took them to seven and they took San Antonio down. Um, yeah, I, I think the Nuggets do win this in seven, but they got to find an answer for Donovan Mitchell. Even in the game that Utah lost, I think he had 53. That's a lot. Yeah, that yeah. went off. Yeah. I think going back to your point about MPJ too, I think he needs to step up and play well defensively. It's been a joke. If they want to win yeah. this series for sure, and especially if they want to keep having success in the future. Who do you who MPJ do you have? needs to play better defensively. Do you have Utah or um, Denver? It's 2-1 Utah. I have Utah. I think they're playing better right now. I think Mike Conley, too, him playing well, is huge for them. Yeah. Like, that takes a lot of pressure off Donovan Mitchell's shoulders. And then Gobert's been playing well, obviously, defensively. And he's had some big offensive games, too. I think uh, in their last game, he had, what, 24? Who? Uh, Gobert. Yeah, Gobert had 24 and Conley had 27. If Donovan Mitchell can be the third scoring, like third most points on the team, they're going to win. And they also have this guy out of, exactly. out of Iowa State, um, George's Niang, who's a pretty good uh, spot-up shooter. Um, oh, he's a mass guy. He's a mass guy, I think. I think he played at Iowa State. Yeah, I know, yeah, but he's from Massachusetts. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's from Lawrence, Mass. Um, That's cool. The only thing I'll say with... Um, them, I don't think that they have a legit um, wing defender. So that that's my whole thing about Michael Porter Jr., who has not been playing well, and he's gotten, had a lot of minutes taken away from him recently. Um, I think they just need the Nuggets need to get production from the wing, and they can and they win this series. Also, um, I'd like to see. I love Monte Morris. Their backup. I think they're so deep as well. Denver, like PJ Dozier, Monte Morris, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I, I, I will say I think this goes seven. You got Utah. I got Denver. We'll see what happens, man. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Very evenly matched series. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, all right, I'm good. Let's let's talk about UFC 252 because let's do it, dude. Obviously, my we love watching house. it. Let's go. What? I said my wheelhouse. Exactly. Exactly. So the first fight of UFC 252, we're going to talk about the main event. The 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 first fight was Marab against John Dodson, right? Oh, you're talking about the main card. Yes, yeah, that was yeah. the first fight in the main um, card. We both said Marab. Marab won. He looked great. Yep. Um, yep. I, I didn't even know that he trains with my favorite Bantamweight. He's in the Bantamweight division, by the way. Um, Algermain Sterling. Um, I think we both yeah, saw dude, this. I ha- told you that on the Did preview. You? I forgot that? about that. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, that's so sick. Um, and yeah, they both dope. and they both have a very similar. They love to get the fight to the ground. Um, yeah. So we both had that one right. Not very surprised. And I will say, I think t- just to go quickly to the next fight, I think the UFC should cut Herbert Burns. You do, dude. Number one, the guy wow. didn't even look like he cared about the fight when he got there. He all he was uh-huh. so lackluster in, in in the fight, and he missed weight. How are I you know, missing weight, miss weight so early in your career? He he yeah. like or force him to go up in weight class because the guy didn't even look like he cared. Um, even his older brother um, Gilbert, the number one contender in the um, the welterweight division, said that yep. said that he's more talented, but he just doesn't train the way I do. That's got to be a huge red flag for the UFC to have a young guy with a ton of talent who doesn't really care that much and he's missing weight like this early. If you're missing weight this early in your career, that's a big problem. No, it is a big problem. But historically, the UFC, they'll give guys two or three chances here. I mean, they'll give him another shot of featherweight. He's going to come back. They'll give him an opponent probably of similar caliber because obviously this had nothing to do. All credit to Daniel Pineda. Daniel Pineda looked great in this fight. He came in. Killed he him. trained hard. He killed him. But this wasn't this wasn't about the talent of Daniel Pineda versus the talent of Herbert Burns. This was about there's something in the camp and in the mind of Herbert Burns that needs to change, and he needs to figure that out. I think he will figure that out. I don't think they're going to cut him. He deserves at least one more shot at featherweight here. I don't think they can cut him yet. I, I was really not impressed by his performance. Also, it just looked like he didn't oh, even no, want to. He looked horrible, dude. He didn't even want to be there. Like No, it was embarrassing. It I, was embarrassing. Dana White, is he has the Premier League for mixed martial arts. He calls the shots. I'd be like, hey, get the hell out of here. Go sign a contract with Bellator or another thing. And if you can prove to me that you can make weight and win fights, then you can come back. But he looks like shit. And, I just, like, in a main card of, of – that's, like, the biggest – that's the biggest card he'll ever be on. The Stipe DC um, trilogy, and he can't even make weight or really even show up for the fight. That's a joke. That's an absolute Not joke. Yet. It was super disappointing to watch, for sure. It would be but different if it was one a, time. That's the thing. It would be different though if shot. it was a UFC fight night. It wasn't a UFC. Like this was the main event of the steep. This was determining the greatest heavyweight of all time, and he can't make weight. That's not a great sign. Um, I On think the they will. Yeah, I, no. I think they will give him another fight, another chance. Of course they will. And yeah. Um. So we both thought Herbert Burns would win that. Daniel Pineda took it. Um, yep. Yeah, that, I mean, obviously that's tough for our calls, but Herbert Burns is a talented fighter. That's like the thing. He's super talented. His jiu-jitsu is legit, and it's just a bummer that he Absolutely. didn't even show up for the fight. Yeah, And he got manhandled on the ground, too. That yes, exactly. And he took him down and ground and pounded him, got him in a mounted crucifix, yeah. which is one and, of the most and, and positions. And you could hear it. He couldn't even move at the end. He was just kind of turning and getting beaten around the clock. Um, yeah. So that was a tough one to watch. Another one that we missed on was Jarzinho Rosenstrike against um, RDA, right? 
Yep, my bad to everyone. My lock of the week, of course, <laughs> freaking fails. This is why you don't listen to my betting advice because I'm so biased in <laughs> every single fight. I love JDS. He's a great guy. But, yeah, Jorginho Rosenstrike, yeah. I mean, we saw it. All it takes is one punch. The kickboxing pedigree, I definitely underestimated. You know, and yeah, I, I did as well. Jorginho Rosenstrike, he stepped up. I did as well. And also, I think it was the reason why... I, everybody really loved Jarzinho because he has that 10-1 record, but I didn't love his performances against top competition. Like, when he did fight Ali Star Overeem, he was kind of getting manhandled a lot of that fight. Um, Absolutely. He was down 4 nothing. Right. It was, it was 4-0. Um, yep. And so that's kind of why I was quick to say that was a lucky knockout, and I didn't think that that would happen again. But, cre- uh, yeah, credit to... Uh, who was that? RDA. Um, um, what do you mean? Who we fought? Yeah. Who uh, you're, yeah, who, JDS. Yeah, JDS. Sorry. JDS. Sorry. It's been um, a brutal three, stretch. Yeah. Three straight losses for JDS. Um. Uh, yeah. Uh, Junior Dos Santos, of course. And yeah, that was a huge bummer. And yeah, I, I really, I really thought that he was. I mean, the, his kickboxing legit. Also, he said after his Nganu loss, he's been training like an animal to get right because obviously that was very humbling for an undefeated. Jarzinho to go in against Nganu, and it was like, what, 20, 21 seconds? Is that what they had it at? 20 flat? Something 20 like. seconds flat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to get, so, credit to him, and we'll see where that puts him. If maybe he gets like a like a Curtis Blades in the next, something like that. Um, well, they just booked Blades against Derek Lewis. Did they? So, so what do you think yeah. is next for Jarzinho? It's a good question. Um so coming off the JDS win now, that puts him in it puts him in a really weird spot because we're definitely going to see Francis fight Stipe next. Of course, that's been if that's we, locked. Yeah, if we want to move into heavyweight title picture talk here, let's do it quickly. All right, so they just booked Curtis against Derek Lewis, and so when you look at Rosenstrike now, um, there are a few fights that make sense. He could fight the winner of Overeem Augusto Sakai. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I know he obviously just fought Overeem, but a rematch there could be warranted. Honestly, I think what uh, yeah, makes and the Overeem most won his last fight, too, against um, Walt, Walt Harris. Harris. Yeah. So yeah, that would them. mean that Walt, if, if Overeem wins, he's two fights in a row, and he gets a rematch against a guy that he dominated for four straight rounds. Exactly. Yeah. So that could be warranted. Um, but I definitely think that the winner of Blades Lewis gets the next title shot against the winner of Stipe. Who, who would you who would you take in, in Blades Lewis? I'll take Curtis Blades. I'm yeah. absolutely taking Curtis Blades. Yeah, in that fight dude, Curtis Blades in his probably. last fight completely. Yeah, he's just going to lie on you and land ground strike. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and his ground and pound, his ground and pound is brutal. Yeah, I mean, no, look, absolutely. Look, they call him the razor three, blades. Dude. Those elbows, exactly. the razor blades. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, he's nasty. He'll open you up like a can of tuna, man. Okay. <laughs> Sean O'Malley, Marlon Vera. I know you were devastated to see your boy, Sean O'Malley, injured. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talk a little bit about it. Of course, we all, we both thought O'Malley would win. Marlon Vera is legit, but, you know, without that, that injury, I, I think we'd have a very yep. different fight. Uh, yeah, I definitely think we have a different fight. Uh, credit to Cheeto. He did hit, He did land that leg kick that affected – so there's basically a nerve on the outside of your knee that can affect your foot, the function of your foot. And he did land that, that leg kick there. 
obviously Sean's had some problems uh, with that foot in the past. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of a, a red flag. Uh, injury-wise, he's had, he's had some problems ever since the lay- the two-year layoff. Obviously, he's looked awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Cheeto went all credit Cheeto. He landed that kick. If those guys fight ten times, I think Sean wins nine out of the ten times. I think, I, I think really nine do. is an aggressive thing to say, but I, I think Sean O'Malley's the better fighter. Cheeto is very legit. I think it's probably like Sean wins like seven. I mean, Cheeto's no, super legit. Cheeto's a dog. Yeah. He's durable. Dude, He's I think Cheeto, Cheeto could fight Marab. I think Cheeto could fight Marab, and I think that'd be a it's hell of a fight. fight. Yeah, I mean, dude, Cheeto, I don't think he's a serious title contender. They were talking about having him fight. He was interested in Aldo next, I saw. Dude, which I, I don't. I think Aldo kills him, honestly. I, do I think you? Aldo. I do, yeah. I think I don't know if Aldo knocks him out, but I think Aldo definitely wins a decision for sure. Dude, I worry about Aldo. I think I think Aldo, number one, he's obviously getting old. I think his P- Piotr Jan was his last chance to get a title shot. or uh, his, I think that's his last title shot ever. I think that you'll never see him in another title shot at Jose Aldo. And Cheeto's on the up and up, and he feels like he has something to prove. And I feel like Jose is kind of... I don't know. I think that'd be interesting. If he calls out Jose Aldo, I think that maybe if he were to get, I don't know, Jose's legit on the ground. I think that'd be a hell of a fight. I like Cheeto Vera. I think he's legit. You like him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't think he, what is he's Jose talking, in the dude. rankings? What's Jose in the rankings in the in um, Bantamweight right now? He's at six. That's too high. And Cheeto's at 14. I think that's too high. I think, I think Rafael um, Asuncao would, 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 um, would knock out uh, that could make sense. I think he'd knock out Jose. Um, would uh, knock out Jose Aldo, but I think that'd be a good fight for Cheeto. Yeah, I think a sunset yeah. would kill Cheeto Vera though. I like would I, kill Cheeto. Yeah, I think a sunset like wins. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see those two fight. Well, dude, Sunset's a legit. He's like a gatekeeper. Yeah, you know, he's one of those guys where if you beat Rafael Sunset, then you're a legitimate. Exactly. Title eight like, eight you're a seems to be to that guy. number too. A lot of times, it's like. Anywhere from like six to eleven are those guys that they kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, you saw it with Brunson too at middleweight. Yeah, that's what they tried to set up with Shabazian, and obviously yeah. it showed that he wasn't ready when Brunson knocked him out. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Um, and then of course, I got it wrong. You got it right. We have Stipe DC. Stipe took yep. it, cementing his legacy as the greatest heavyweight of all time. Not even disputable. Mm-hmm. Um. I know that's your boy. You've met him. You say he's a terribly nice guy. Um, yep. What do you think was the turning point of the fight? A lot of people have been saying it's the eye poke. I completely disagree. I think the turning point of the fight was that second round, um, the last, like, what was it, 10 seconds, that completely changed oh, the yep. fight. That when he when he faked to the body and he moved he he moved away from it and then he hit him with a, with a hook and then, I mean, you could hear he was saying, did I go down? Did I go down? DC didn't know what the hell happened. He was right. rocked. I think that was a turning point in the fight. Um, I texted you as it happened before the decision. I was like, fair play, 49-46, yeah. Stipe. Um, yep. Did you have a 49-46 as well, or did you have it 48-47? I had 49-46, Stipe. Yeah. And I thought I thought the turning point of the fight was when Stipe stuffed that takedown, that first takedown, I knew that it was going to be a long night for DC because – Stipe's takedown D was the key to this fight. If you keep this standing, he's the better pure boxer. I don't care what people were saying going into this fight. And then also the physical shape of Stipe. When I saw him on the scales, I was like, this is the best Stipe Mayo just has ever looked in his career. He looked light. He looked in great yep. shape. Yeah. Stipe great looked shape. great. Um, 
Yeah, so fair play. So we didn't do great with our predictions our first time for UFC, no. but we're going to give them to you again for the UFC fight night tonight, and I, I'm feeling really, really good about them. All right, so just um, – yeah, good enough. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Colin was just telling me the OSP fight was canceled um, because OSP tested positive for COVID, right? Yeah, last second, uh, OSP tested positive. I was really, really intrigued by that fight because Menafield's a good prospect. Yeah, you know, I uh, just had his first loss recently. Um, yeah, against I actually Devin remember Clark. That was a sick fight, though. That was a legit yeah. fight. Yeah, um, that was a dope fight. Yeah, two fifty. So, you know, I actually I want to talk to you about the main event because that's the one I'm most interested in. I think it's an awesome fight. Pedro Munoz against Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar, of course, you're t- um, he was a champ at lightweight, 155. He moved down to 145, fought a little bit there, and now he's at 135. And I think he looks the best he's ever looked. I think that's the weight that suits him best based on his height and kind of like body build. Agree? Mm-hmm. Physically, I agree in the sense that with his frame, this is the weight class that makes the most sense. But I'll tell you what, man, this is a nightmare matchup with Pedro Munoz for him, dude. I mean, he's had... A brutal stretch. He got knocked out by Korean Zombie back in December. He had that tough loss to Max Holloway. And now moving down against Pedro Munoz. Munoz is very good boxing. And his guillotines are filthy. He has some of the best guillotines in MMA. And Frankie, obviously, is a wrestler. He wants to box you up on the feet, get you tired, and take you down. And I think it's a really, really tough matchup for Munoz. Because Munoz's bottom game is elite. Aljo did that to Munoz, though. You remember... Aljamain Sterling, um, probably a year ago, maybe a little bit more. He 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 beat um, Munoz, and he was able to. I mean, I mean, I guess Aljo is probably a far better. He's he's one of the best on the ground, but Aljo was able to to get on the ground with Munoz a little bit too, right? Yeah, no, he was. He was able to avoid the submissions, which he's been very good at. Yeah, I mean, Aljo doesn't get submitted. His defensive jujitsu is very good. I just think with Frankie, man, it's so tough because. He's coming off a string of losses, a tough string of losses where he's been getting finished. That Korean zombie loss was obviously brutal. Yeah. And now he's moving down in weight. You don't necessarily love to see guys move down in weight as they go to older. You like to see them move up. Yeah. Punish themselves. Hurt themselves even more. Obviously with Frankie, it's a little bit different because this is his natural weight class. But another thing that I think is a big factor that a lot of people aren't talking about is that when he was having a ton of success at 155 and even at 145, he was using his speed and his quickness, and that was a huge advantage for him. Yeah. And he was using that to outbox a lot of guys on the feet and then also with the takedowns, use his speed uh, to have nice shots. But at 135 now, everyone's going to be just as fast as him. Yeah. So I think it, it's a really tough matchup for Frank. Yeah, actually, I have Pedro tonight by finish. Uh, what round do you think he, he finished him? I agree. I think, I think Pedro Munoz definitely finishes him. I was watching that Cody knockout that he had um, less than oh, a year yeah. ago. He's legit. Um, Cody 1.0. Yeah. That's what they call that. Cody. Because <laughs> Cody would get mad. Cody would get mad and you get hit and then you just go in and start slugging it, guys. But yeah, exactly. I think that fight's different if that happens now. No Cody way. Has, uh, really? Cody rematch? Oh, yeah. Cody 2.0 under Mark dude, Henry. I disagree. I, dude, I still think Cody has some of the same flaws that he had before. I I, I don't know if I think Cody Cody Garbrandt is legit. Like I think he gets killed in this next fight. I think he gets knocked out by Figueroa or submitted. I think he can go either way. I think he gets finished for sure. Um, and yeah. I think he'll be running back to Bantamweight pretty quickly. No, dude, that flyweight title fight against Figueroa, that's a really tough matchup for Garbrandt. He's never made that cut to 25 before. And Figueroa, man, oh, man, that guy's a killer. Yeah. He looked 
filthy in his last fight, dude. Yeah. And he can do it all. He's another guy with a filthy bottom game. He'll also take you down, ground and pound. His submissions are filthy. Dude, he's legit. He's powerful, too. At 125, oh, my God. He can do everything, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, well, that's going to be the UFC segment. We both got Pedro Munoz. That's going to be our lock. So um, I was going to talk about the OSP fight, but obviously it just got canceled. Pedro Munoz, Colin and I both got him. Uh, Love talking NBA basketball. Uh, That's episode seven of the Sportsmith. Uh, Yeah. Colin, anything you got to say? No, good stuff, man. Looking forward to the fights tonight. Looking forward to watching some NBA this weekend. Enjoy watching, everyone. Yeah, love it. Peace.